This episode of the Local Hustlers podcast is sponsored by Crossbow Equine. If you own a business, you need to check out Crossbow Equine for all of your social media marketing and branding needs. Throughout her entrepreneurial journey, owner Kylie Bowen has gained a deep understanding of marketing, branding, and telling your story in an authentic professional manner to help you gather raving fans and paying clients and customers. For our listeners only, Kylie is offering a free 30-minute consultation call and 50% off your first month of services. Contact her today at 480-254-7650. You're listening to the Local Hustlers Podcast. East Valley Locals. Get connected with small businesses near you and dive deep into their stories, mindset, and motives. Entrepreneurs everywhere. Get ready to be inspired by business owners, entrepreneurs, and hustlers that you can relate to and learn from. And now, your hosts, Dallin Huso and Ridge Waldberg. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Local Hustlers podcast. This week, we're super excited to be here with lifelong Mesa frozen yogurt fans and now owners of the business, Becca Speakman and Sarah Caruso. How's it going, guys? Great. So good. Hi. Awesome. Hello. Hi. We're, uh, we're super excited to have you guys on the show today. Why don't you guys take a couple minutes before we dive into the business, um, tell us about your life, kind of growing up, how you guys came together, everything leading up to Mesa Frozen Yogurt. All of it. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go first? Yeah, well, uh, so, I mean, I have been a Mesa Froyo fan since I was two. I can remember going there when I was literally, like, some of my earliest memories are from going there back, way back in the day when Mm -hmm. the original owners owned it. So, it has always been a part of my life. It's always been a favorite treat. It's always been near and dear to our hearts and um grew up going there and enjoying the product and then in high school of course that was the first job I wanted because we loved it so much so um as soon as I graduated high school I applied and the owners already knew me so it was a quick Uh shoe in there um and so I started working there and then not long after that um we were looking for some other employees and I take over from that part when you come in there. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, I so yeah, Sarah was already working there, and um, I was dating her brother, and he, I was looking for a job, and he said, "Hey, go work with my sister down at the yogurt shop. That's where all the cute girls <laughs> from Mesa High go to work." Um, and he wanted free yogurt, <laughs> and mostly he wanted the oh, free. Because I was going to ask, so did you get free yogurt <laughs> while you were working there? Absolutely we not. <laughs> Supposed to. We're not supposed to. <laughs> Still <Gotcha>. not. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Sarah got me the job again because I was dating her brother and nice. I needed a job. And th- there we were. I don't know. That's how we came together, I guess. Yeah, we already knew each other. Obviously, she was other. dating my right. brother. Okay. So we, yeah. we already knew that. So it was fun. And my sister was working there too at the time. So it was me and my sister and my, my brother's girlfriend. And we were a fun little party. Nice. <laughs> we it's had true. Some good times. And how long did you guys work there for? Um, total for me, I think was about two and a half years. I worked there for like two years and I went out of town to college and I came back and needed a quick job. And so she hired me again for like another eight months until I got engaged. And same, actually, I got the job at Mesa Frozen, um, my senior year of high school and worked there, um, past graduation and Mm -hmm. my 
first year and a half or so at MCC. Um, same right up until I got engaged. And that kind of still is our uh, demographic of employee. <laughs> we, we hire these girls right around uh-huh. junior or senior year of high school. Uh-huh. And we always know, you know, when they get to be about that age where they've graduated and they're post-graduation about a year and right. pretty soon they get a super serious boyfriend and we go, well, <laughs> yeah. I guess it's time to, <laughs> time to start, start thinking. Again. Yep. And yeah. sure enough, we get like a, you know, two weeks notice almost always immediately followed with like an engagement announcement. That's yeah. funny. Um, so yeah, not a whole lot has changed there. <laughs> <laughs> That's why everyone loves it. You know, cute girls, cute, fun personalities. Lots yeah. of, we love our girls. They're great. That's <laughs> fun. So you guys both went to college. What was kind of your your plan at that point while you were going to Mesa Frozen Yogurt? Were you guys wanting to pursue entrepreneurship or was, did you guys have other things in mind? No, that was not part of my plan <laughs> originally. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, I never necessarily planned on being a business owner. Yeah. I, um, I went to MCC for a couple of years, got my associates. I went up to BYU um, was only there for a semester, mm-hmm. ran out of money, had to come back, <laughs> went back to AH, or MCC and got another associates and, um, and then I got married and just started a family and that was kind of my focus for the past 15 years yeah. is just been reason, raising that family. I mm-hmm. mean, and my kids grew up going there. I mean, that's always been a, a you know, place to visit for, for us, sure. but, and that's always been a favorite, but I had never necessarily planned on starting a business my husband has always been the like business owner he's always wanted to have small you know businesses and start businesses he's a huge entrepreneur in that regard and he's always wanted to to do that so um when my youngest started getting a bit older um and the owners who had owned it before us they had owned it for about 20 years we knew we realized they were starting to get older and we're gonna start looking to sell it soon that's when we gonna kind of got it in our head hey this would be a really great place to own because we already knew the process we already knew the people the place and so that's kind of when we started putting in their ear hey when you're ready to sell let us know we okay. were definitely interested and they knew us because we had worked for them 15 yeah. you know yeah. it was still the same owners and so that's kind of how it that started for me and just being like this would be a great thing for to be a part of and we know it and yeah um so that's when it wasn't and that's when it started for me. I do feel like this is where like the similarities between our stories um, kind of end yeah. because <laughs> where that was like never even a thought in your mind at the time. For me, I've always had that like entrepreneurial bug. For sure. And so even as a young employee at Mesa Frozen, uh-huh. like not so much obviously like my senior year of high school, but that year or so, year and a half or so that I was working there and putting myself through um, college as well. I actually had a handful of jobs at the time. Mesa Frozen was one of okay. like three things that I was doing <laughs> to make a little bit of money, yeah. putting myself through school, saving up for an upcoming wedding. Um, and I can remember back then saying to my, you know, her brother, my boyfriend, then eventually my fiance, right? Mm -hmm. Saying to him, like, we could own a frozen yogurt shop. Like, why not? I work (laughs) there. I know how to run the place. I know how to open it. I know how to close it. I have a general idea of how to keep books. Like, it didn't, it wasn't that, like, owning the yogurt shop necessarily was the dream at the time, Uh just some form of small business ownership. For sure. I was working for a handful of small business owners. Um, I had some experience running some books at one of my other jobs that I was working Um, my dad had been an entrepreneur and a small business owner. And so I kind of understood like the hustle side of it. Um, I don't know, just the thought has always been there of like, if I'm going to be working hard anyways, on behalf of somebody else, why not work 
just right? as hard, but yeah. on behalf of myself. Yeah. Um, work on so yourself. yeah, at a very young age, it was always, you know, I'd look at the employers or the places where I had an opportunity to be working and think I could do this, but yeah. just for me instead of for them. Yeah. So yeah, that was always on my radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always curious how like, so you two knew each other growing up, both had entrepreneurship in your family, but you on one hand never even thought of it. You were always thinking about it. Do you think it was something in the way that you were raised or just like something you're born with to have the entrepreneurial spirit? So I personally think so. And maybe you feel differently. Just having experience, obviously, like with my family and the way I was brought up, but then also obviously being very close to Sarah's family uh-huh. and then, you know, kind of getting a front row seat to the way you guys were brought up just yeah. from being married into the family. I think, um, I think so. I think that's where a lot of that difference comes from. I, I can remember even... So dating your brother in high school and then us being friends, you know, that way and, and getting to know you and seeing that a lot of your goals and like passion and drive as you looked forward to your future were centered around like getting married and having a family and starting yeah. that. Whereas I was not in that place at all. All mm-hmm. of my focus and passion and drive at that same age was like, you know, I can't wait to finish college and get my yeah. degree yeah. and then, you know, explore all these different avenues of what I could possibly do with right. it. Not to say like family aspirations weren't there, right? but just at that they time they were... Yeah. yeah, mine, you know, whereas yours were definitely like a front seat and like, you know, a main driver for me, that stuff was like back burner. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. probably eventually have a family someday, but you know, different passions, right? I think right. so. Yeah. And but also it, different talents. Yeah. I think like you are just such a talented, like wife and mother and homemaker. And I'm like <laughs> muddling my way through those things, but those are not my forte. Whatever. She's the favorite aunt. Everyone loves that. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm everybody's favorite aunt, but like <laughs> my kids are going to need a ton of therapy. <laughs> like, not like men, but, no. no, but also I think in my family, like that's kind of for like a, my mother is a stay home mother. So that's, you know, she was always home. That's kind of what I saw and what I wanted to model. But the men in my family are all very hardworking. And so that I knew my brothers would all have, they all do, or eventually will have their own businesses. I think they are all kind of have entrepreneurial spirits. My father is a huge entrepreneurial man. He's always wanted, he's had millions of things throughout his life of trying, starting his own businesses and having his own things. Hasn't always panned out, but he's always Uh tried those. So even though that wasn't what I had in mind for me, I saw that from from my father and from his yeah. father and from the, all the boys and the, my brothers all grew up being very hardworking with their hands, very sure. um, trades, you know. And so the work ethic in that family ethic, is yeah, unparalleled is very, for sure. Very strong. But yeah, I think so. I think the way we were brought up, I think that your family model was much more of like what you would think of like a traditional, traditional family, yeah. you know, men yeah. out working hard mom at home raising the family and excelling there and then I think my family model growing up was not very traditional and just that I had great examples in both men and women of people who you know went to school and prioritized their education and you know not that one's better or right no neither one's right or wrong yeah yeah just different examples um, so I've always been super curious about the process of, of buying a business. First of all, finding out a business is for sale and then the whole transaction. So you guys want to kind of dive into that. You you briefly mentioned that you'd kind of put in their ear that you were interested if they were ever selling. But, you know, how did that whole process kind of lay itself out? So I think it was like maybe over two or even three years, I would continually wow. go in there. And every time I saw Nan or, you know, the, the previous owners, 
I'd be like, hey, are you guys ready to sell yet? Uh-huh. And it was kind of a joke, kind but of kind of not, yeah, you know? Yeah. And he's like, oh, not yet. We're not quite ready yet, you know? And it was every single time I saw them, like, well, just keep us in mind. Don't, you know, forget. Just let me know. And so literally it was out of nowhere. Um, one morning, two years ago almost, um, she showed up on my doorstep, knocked on my door and she, with an envelope. She's like, here, here's our, we're selling. Here's our... Huh proposal and I was just blown away I'm like are you serious she's wow. like yeah this we she purposefully came to me first because we she, you know we had kept up a relationship yeah. with her yeah. she said there was two or three other people and she had other people interested but she knew that I loved the yogurt shop and that wanted to you know I already knew the process and she yeah. really wanted to pass on her legacy to someone who would take care of it which was totally understandable yeah, and yeah. so it, it was just blew me away. Like I had, was not expecting it because they had kept saying we're not quite ready yet. But um, so we I talked about it with my husband. We were both really excited about it. Mm-hmm. My youngest wasn't quite um, in kindergarten yet. And so I was a little bit daunted with like, okay, how am I going to do this? Exactly. Immediately, Nathan and Becca came to mind because number one, I had heard them talk all the time about wanting to own a yogurt shop. Like specifically, like <laughs> yeah. wanting to... Yeah make one or run you know like and and um i knew that this had been one of their dreams so it would be awesome to be able to split the workload between someone else but Mm -hmm. also becca's fabulous at like the social aspect of everything and the creative side of everything and that's not necessarily my strength yeah is like the look of, of of everything and so i knew even if that they weren't interested in joining with us i knew that i'd like want to hire her to redecorate and to do something like that for because sure she's she's just got that great eye mm-hmm. for what's um current and what's trendy and yeah. what would just bring it back to life and it was kind of getting to that point where it needed it it would need a makeover mm-hmm. in the near future um, to bring in the more younger, you know, upcoming crowd. So, yeah. um, I think it was at Margie's birthday party a couple of years ago when Halloween. It was, was at a Halloween, Halloween party. Something, yeah. I I took Nathan aside, my brother, and like, I have this really exciting proposition, and mm-hmm. I want to know if you're interested. And I was just, uh, you know, Nan approached me, and she wants to sell a yogurt shop. And are you guys interested? And immediately he's like, Yes, absolutely. Are you joking? <laughs> like, hundred percent, yes. Uh-huh. So we met. Not long after that, as a couple, as you know, them, him, uh, my brother and Becca, me and my husband, and to work out all the details and if it would work, and we were just all totally on board with it. It was just yeah. It was Halloween. We we were at a, a Halloween party at our house. That yeah. you came to us and said, "Hey, Nan and Jean want to sell the business to us. What do you think? You want to go in together?" That was at a Halloween party, and by our family Thanksgiving, we had already hammered out all the details and wow. agreed upon it. Um, so by Thanksgiving, we were able to announce it to our families. You <laughs> uh-huh. know, hey, guess what, guys? We're going into business together, and this is what we're doing. And the yogurt shop's now in the family. Wow. Um, so yeah, within that month, so between excited. Halloween and Thanksgiving, we went from you know Sarah saying, "Hey, guess what? Opportunity," to us being able to announce it to our family. As like, yep, this is a done deal. Yeah. Yeah. That could have been so. the best announcement for them. They just like cheered. <laughs> our whole family. Our whole family yeah. was like, what? And then so of course cool. everybody's looking at us. Does this mean we all get free yogurt right. now? That's the first question. <laughs> and the huh? answer is no, because we have a huge family. They would eat us right <laughs> out of business. Yeah, you guys would go bankrupt, huh? That's funny. So for anyone like looking to buy a business, what what did you guys look at in terms of like financials, numbers? Be like, okay, this makes sense. This is like something that's going to work out for us. Yeah, good question. So um, at the point that Nan and Jean had approached Sarah about purchasing the business, so mm-hmm. Nathan and I had already 
um, owned our first small business. Okay. And that was a different process because this was not one that we purchased. Uh-huh. This was one that we built from the ground up. We'd gotcha. been doing it since 2009. So we kind of already knew how to run a business, but definitely buying an already existing business is totally different than right. starting one from the right. ground up. In some ways, Mesa Frozen was a no-brainer because of the history, right? It's yeah. been around since 1983. So at this point that we're talking about purchasing it, it's like, okay, track record alone like speaks for itself. It's been, you know a successful, viable small yeah, business yeah. in this little corner of Mesa literally since the early 80s. Like, it's older than I am. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. and so you're looking at that going, okay, it's withstood all kinds of, you know, economic ups and downs. Yeah. So you know that it's got that viability. It's got that staying power. Um, but aside from that, like, obviously you need to do your due diligence. And we did of looking at, you know, the owner's past couple of years of books and looking at the numbers and, you know, seeing, okay, uh, you know, checks and balances, the, yeah. the maths add up. It makes sense. And not only that, kind of understanding what we had intended to invest over our first couple of years as small business owners in order to make the changes that we wanted to be able to make. And then, um, you know, just just the math. So, okay, by the time we make the purchase and then by the time we do the investing, we feel it needs to to have done, you know, how long are we looking at before we're able to start paying ourselves back for our initial investment? And, you know, does it make sense to be out that kind of you know, capital in the meantime. And, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that's the not sexy part of business ownership, Uh but Uh it's just, it's, it's the numbers. And, and I do think that's important when you've got like both an emotional investment in a business already, which obviously both of us had, like you have to be able to balance out that emotional investment of like, yes, I love this place. And yes, I want to own it, Uh you know, but okay, you know, let's do the math and make sure that that also it makes sense and will be a lucrative investment for us eventually someday down the road. Um, but yeah, the numbers checked out and you know, I think that, yeah, that emotional investment and that logistical investment were able to meet up and match up and it made sense for, you know, Sarah and her family as well as for me and my family. So it, it worked. Nice. Yeah. And in terms of like purchasing the business, is that something that you had to do all up front? Did you get a loan? Were they able to kind of do like a seller's finance deal or how did, how did that kind of yeah, work Yeah, good out? question. So they wanted a, um, they wanted a cash purchase, right? Okay. They were ready to retire yeah. and have yeah. their hands yeah. done with uh-huh. it. And of course, you know, this would be different depending on the particular business that somebody's interested in purchasing. Yeah. But yeah, they were, they're ready to retire and live their, live their best retired life. So they were looking for their, their cash. Yeah. We um, went over all those options with them and kind yeah. of both yeah. talked what yeah. they would prefer, what we'd prefer. And we, you know, we're able to negotiate a little bit because we both were able to do a cash purchase. You know, we yeah. talked about seller financing, but we didn't, neither them or I or us wanted to Morning. go that route. Yeah. And right. so we were able to. And fortunately, to- we were both kind of in a position because of, you know, for different reasons. But, you know, for my family specifically, um, like I said, we were already small business owners. Yeah. And my husband and I already knew that our next small business um, investment, whether it be another startup from the ground up or a purchase opportunity like this, we already knew that the next one was in our near future. And so it was something that we were already, you know, making plans for and, you know, freeing a, you know, capital to be able to do something like this. soon. Yeah. So, um, the timing worked for us and, you know, for Sarah and her family as well. That's cool. Yeah. You mentioned how different it is to start a business from the ground up and then buy a business. And I can only imagine because starting a business, like 
it grows and grows. And you're like, oh, well, well, let's bring this into the business. Let's bring this. Let's grow this part. Mm-hmm. But when you buy a business, all that's already going. So you just got to figure it out right away. Can you talk about some of the main differences you've experienced in, in buying a business versus starting your own? Sure. Um, I will say the business that we've purchased, I feel very fortunate that it's the specific business that it is uh-huh. because it does have um, such a longstanding record. Yeah. It already obviously came with an entire clientele. Exactly. Like It already came with these these processes that have been in place and that have kind of been fine tuned over the course of the previous 30 plus years of ownership. So there wasn't a whole lot of figuring out that Sarah and I needed to do as, as new owners of an already really well established business. Mm -hmm. You know, it really was as simple as making the purchase and then, you know, sticking with the same processes that previous owners had already sort of perfected. Okay. People love Mesa frozen yogurt. Yeah. Like people did not want to see it taken over by new owners and then completely, completely turned changed. upside down. Right. Um, there were little tiny things that we decided to implement because the previous owners were of a past generation. Uh-huh. And so Just, I'm updating little things, little, yeah. little, you know, little things anything little in slips. particular that you guys um social media has yeah. been huge for us where that I was noticed. something that i think there was a mesa frozen facebook page as like a placeholder right. whereas now we're really active on social media both on instagram and on facebook um definitely the place needed a physical update it needed yeah. it needed <laughs> some paint and some other things uh-huh. um it needed some little cosmetic changes, like the the codes had gone up a bit, so we had to yes. you know restructure a few things. Okay, um, for health code reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, really, I think all of these things amount to what it really needed was it needed some um, branding. Like everybody knew Mesa Frozen Yogurt, but also it was it it just kind of was this accumulation of all these different things over the course of thirty plus years. It really needed like a strong brand to be put over the whole thing and then um some strong brand association to be created Uh and so that's i think like what sarah was talking about earlier where i have a lot to do with the look of the shop yeah but it's so much more than just the look of the shop it's it's a cohesive look and feel and sound Mm -hmm. and you know language on our social media platforms and you know the logo needs to speak to it all the way up to like the product that we do and don't choose to carry where Mm -hmm. i think before um past owners probably didn't put as much focus and emphasis on that. Yeah. Whereas now we're working towards something that feels really, really cohesive mm-hmm. and you know exactly what to expect right. when you come into our shop. Right. Which is a lot more important with social media these days. Oh, yeah. I think that, so too. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot huge, more important than it was before. Yeah. We're trying to, you know, a lot of the past clientele are getting older as well. And uh-huh. so mm-hmm. with that, we're trying to bring in the new clientele mm-hmm. and create another established loyal customer base that can be you know for the rest of their generation and so we again that kind of came with that we needed that new facelift to bring in kind of the newer younger clientele again and get them Uh in there and so the social media is huge with that i mean that's every that's everything nowadays and so um that was really big in getting our new um our new brand new out there, brand. our new look and feel. Yeah. And I do think it, it needed ownership that understands that this new up and coming generation of, of customer base, they look for something different than past generations of customer yeah, base. Yeah. Past customer base, it was as simple as like a good deal on frozen yogurt or whatever, uh-huh. or a delicious product. And uh-huh. really today's customers, whether it's frozen yogurt or really anything, like customers today are so much more informed, you know, because of things like social media right, and right. the internet and whatever. Um, and so it, it takes more than just that to stand apart from your competition yeah. and to um, create some kind of like 
brand that a customer base can feel some brand loyalty to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's been really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Like back then you could kind of get away with just having good frozen yogurt and that's all. But now if you don't have, you know, good social media, good logo, something mm-hmm. that people want to share on their, on their social media as well. A good the, the aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. The aesthetic. Yeah. Then it doesn't matter how good your product is. It really doesn't. Back then it was like good product and a coupon. Right. <laughs> like that's what it took. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's not, it's not that anymore. Yeah. So yeah, people want, people want to be able to relate to their product exactly. and it, that sounds silly, but I find, like I said, we own a couple of small businesses and, um, the businesses that personally our family owns are so varied uh-huh. and I find it doesn't matter which industry I'm working in. It's the same, like our customer base wants to relate to our product, yeah. whether it's frozen yogurt or any of these other industries yeah. that we have our hands in for sure. You mentioned kind of the old customer base versus the new customers. Is there like a focus on, you know, would you rather try to you know hold on to those old customers you have or focus more on, hey, let's try to find new people. Let's market to new people that can be lifelong customers for the future. My personal feeling is both. And I yeah. feel like that's been, um, for me, that's been the fun challenge of this mm-hmm. is is doing it just right so that we're updating it enough and we're speaking enough to a newer up and coming generation of customers. But also it's that careful balance of not changing to every choice we've made down there has been, we still want it to look and feel like the same old Mesa frozen yogurt that everybody that has been coming into this shop their whole lives, Mm -hmm. it needs to feel like the same place that they know and love. And I think we've struck a really successful balance of making these changes where our lifelong customers come in and they can say they can put the, they can say like something feels different or something something's different but they can't quite put their finger on it right. because ultimately it still feels like that same yeah. shop that they know and love and so i personally take that as like the highest level of compliment like oh we're doing it mm-hmm. you know what i mean they can tell that it feels slightly better but they don't quite know how or why and so they still love it and they still love being there yeah Completely agree. Yeah, it's so important to both of those crowds bring such a valuable contribution to our business. Right, they right. each have their own contributions and we each, yeah. their loyalty is so important for both of those. I mean, if if we hadn't bought the business and I were still just a customer, a longstanding customer, and I had got, you know, gone in, I, looking from a customer perspective, I wouldn't want such a huge change that it wouldn't feel like Mesa Frozen anymore. Like I still want it, even if the product was the same, I'd want it to feel. And I, and then if I would go look somewhere else for something else, and then that would lose not only my, but then all my family's business. And it's so important. And we love our customers. They are Mm -hmm. such good people. They're friends, you know, they become friends to us. And so it's like losing a friend. If you lose a customer, um, that has been going there forever. I mean, you know, some of them are on name to name basis and we keep trying. I mean, we want to establish uh-huh, that uh-huh. connection with them and we're still learning a lot of those really loyal customers that have been coming for a long time, the right, first names right. and stuff. But that's the feel we want. We want someone to be able to come in here and see their picture on the wall from yeah. 30 mm-hmm. years ago, yeah. which is a big thing that our shop does. It's a really, um, people come in and, and we have pictures all over I've from seen, yeah. 35 years and they can point to it and show their kids, Hey, look, this is me from 35 years uh-huh. ago or 30 years ago. Yes. Uh-huh. And it's such a bonding experience for that older generation and the younger generation to bring them together in our shop. That yeah, is one of my point. favorite things that I see when I'm back behind the counter and you see some parents walk in with their, you know, obviously like elementary age or like junior high age kids. And they do that, you know, Hey, if you look over here, here's a picture of, you know, 
There's a picture of me in high school back when yeah. I was here at Mesa Frozen, and I love it. It, it is. Just That's our me. favorite part. Yeah. Really, yeah. even even seeing our pictures from when we were younger and our kids coming in, it's just, it makes you feel a part of it. It's a community, For you sure. know, and yeah. we want that community feel. That's My cool. kids lie to me. They come in and they like look at the pictures and they're like, "Mom, here's you in high school. You look the exact same." Thanks, Mom. Thanks. You lie. <laughs> but thanks. Do you spend more time cleaning your pool than you spend swimming in it? Then call Flamingo Pools today. Flamingo Pools is your go-to swimming pool maintenance and repair company in the East Valley. Whether it's weekly maintenance, repairs, green to cleans, or one-time cleanings, Flamingo Pools will take care of you. Honest, reliable, and innovative. Just a few of the many good things Flamingo Pools customers have to say about them. Ask them about their mineral treatment, which will keep your chemical levels down, allowing you to have a healthier bathing experience. At Flamingo Pools, they know that your pool was made to be enjoyed, so let them handle the rest. Check them out at azflamingopools.com or give them a call at 480-422-6013. Mention this podcast and you'll get your first month of maintenance completely free. That's azflamingopools.com and 480-422-6013. So obviously you guys worked for the shop way before you, you owned it. Did, was there any benefit you guys saw from working from the shop or any, anything you guys learned from your time as employees that's helped you guys now as business owners? Yeah. <laughs> Some do, some don't. Uh oh. <laughs> um, okay. Well, uh, lots of things. I think I personally think it's helped you and I both be more relatable employers. Yeah. I would like to believe. Okay, I loved our employers. I loved them. But I would like to believe that our employees now find you and I more relatable maybe than you and that I were able did. to find our employers. Yeah, 100%. Um, we're able to say to the girls, like, hey, we know what it's like to have to stay late on a Friday night and close longer than you expected yeah. to have to because we ended up with a mad rush and there's a line to the door. Right. Like, you know, we have that um, experience to speak to where a handful of things obviously have changed in the however many years since it, since we've been in high school and have worked behind the counter. Mm-hmm a lot of the logistics of our employee's job has not changed. Um, So obviously it's been helpful um, in that way. Um, We know to say to the girls, don't give out free Froyo to all your friends because we were guilty of giving out free Froyo uh, to all of our friends. You know we know to like. say, hey, I never gave out free Froyo. I maybe took some home oh. to myself. But no. I maybe gave out lots of free Froyo. Yeah. We know to say to the girls, don't sneak your boyfriends behind the counter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we did things that, and we know as an employee, they might do those yeah. kind of things because yeah. we did those kind of you things. You were there yeah. in so, their exact yeah, shoes. We kind of know. And some things were that we weren't allowed to do, we know are, you know, we're okay with now. We're like, hey, this is totally fine. If you need to be on your phone for, and we didn't even have cell phones. Like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I did. I, I did. You're a dinosaur, I but I did. <laughs> I didn't get a cell phone until college, but. <laughs> so like I didn't have so that but that's not even something that we had to do with back then. Yeah. Now obviously that's something that we can't ignore right. because it's such a big part of yeah. every, you know everyone's lives and so but again being kind of in between I think generations for us we can mm-hmm. see both sides of it. So for we sure. don't as long as the girls as an employer we can we are able to say hey we understand it's important for you to to get on your phone to do homework for whatever reason. So mm-hmm just remember that you're getting paid to do this job too. So as once you get your stuff done, we're totally fine taking the time to check your phone, get your homework done, whatnot. And so yeah. I feel like we've 
because we were employees, we're able to have a good sense of balance of both. Um, and there's some things we've had to learn as employers. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not always easy <laughs> to yeah. have to lay down the law right. when you don't want to. We love our girls and yeah. we love everything about them. And so sometimes when things aren't getting done the way they're supposed to, it's kind of hard to be that employer now and yeah. be able to be like, hey, this really needs to change, you know. Uh-huh. I do find as a partnership here, there's a lot of things that like Sarah's better at that I'm not so great at or things that, you know, maybe are my strong suit that aren't yeah, hers. Yeah. One thing we are lacking here as a partnership is neither one of us are good at being bad cops. Like we both like love these girls. Like we want these girls to love their experience as our employees. And so if there's one thing that she and I definitely could improve on as business owners together, we need to figure out how to... Both our husbands sometimes are like, do you want to use it to come I was going to say, yeah, call you your husbands in and have them this being said, This being said, luckily our employees are gems. Like these are the loveliest employees. We love having yeah. them. Um, they're so critical to our team and to what we do. Mm-hmm. And I think that she and I do a good job um, communicating to our girls what the priorities are, yeah. you know, what things, you know, just are expected of them as employees. Um, but yeah, I think we've done a good job kind of fostering a work environment that they enjoy being in. And definitely some of that comes from the time you and I spent being employees there ourselves. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I think obviously not everyone has the opportunity to work for the business before they buy it. Yeah. I think it puts you guys in such an awesome position, unique opportunity to be like, Hey, I know exactly like (laughs) I've been in your shoes. Literally. I know exactly what it's like to be where you are. Yep. And we remind them of that often. Like, Hey, we get it. You know? Yeah. 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 Speaking of employees, when you guys took over, did you keep the entire staff or did you yep. overhaul or what, what was? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. We kept, we didn't overhaul. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm all, we did it. No, we no. did. We kept the entire staff. That's cool. Um, we love, they were all great girls. I uh-huh. mean, Mesa Frozen has always had really good employees working there for the most yeah. part. And so we, girls knew, and boys, sorry, we yeah. keep saying girls because specifically <laughs> right now we just happen to have all female employees, okay. but yeah, they're great Girls and boys. Great. A team. They've always been a great team yeah. there. That's right. <laughs> so we even knew a lot of them personally just as being customers. Oh, you know, okay. Coming in, we knew yeah. them by name. And That's so it cool. was a really easy takeover. Uh-huh. Um, they were all really on top of things already. They, I think, were very gracious to us too. You know, having new bosses is not always a fun transition. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't know what to expect. Right. Were they worried? Like, oh, new ownership. Is everything going to change? To some degree. I think maybe. Uh, they might've been a bit curious, but I also think Sarah and I came in, um, and we were very, uh, we've always considered them part of the team. Right. And so we've always been really good. I think about saying to them, you know, um, here is our plan for change. And so I don't think there was too much for the girls to be apprehensive about because they, they knew what our plan was. They knew what our goals were and they knew how you and I sort of had planned on executing those goals. They knew that we had the goal of keeping the place, you know, looking and feeling like the same old Mesa Frozen that everybody loves, uh-huh. but also, hey, expect these kind of updates. And even to the point where we've been very transparent about, about um, like, hey, here's kind of our timeline, right? Here's, yeah. you know, the first changes you can expect to see are going to be X, Y, Z. And then after that, you're going to see us implement, you know, this and that. Uh-huh. And, and we've also been really good about um, feedback where we've said to the girls, yes, we've worked here, but it's been, you know dozens of years since Uh we were in your shoes so you guys know this business right now just as well as we do what kind of changes do you think people Mm. want and you know how do you think we can improve things in the shop and so we've always been really receptive to that feedback even just as now we're going on two years of ownership 
our most recent changes that we made in the shop about a month ago. One of our employees knew to feel comfortable to text us and say, hey, saw what you did. I really like this and this and this about it. Have you thought about also this and this and that? And so I do think that we've um, created sort of a collaborative yeah, um, I feel a open team and feeling there. Yes, giving their opinions yeah. and their that's feedback, cool. and, yeah. and that's critical for us because yeah. they are there more than. I mean, we're there a lot as owners, but right. they are behind the counter more uh-huh. than we are. Yeah. you know, and so um, they hear feedback more than we do. So it's really critical yeah. that they yeah. are able to relate to us what our customers want and and you know what they what their feedback is as well. And yeah. so, um, I'm yeah, I think they feel comfortable. I know they feel comfortable yeah. talking to us about that. That's, I mean, that's cool. invaluable to us to have that relationship with them. Yeah. To be able to communicate those things. What's your best advice for business owners to kind of best manage employees and create like an open, comfortable environment to talk to one another like that? Well, as far as best managing employees, I think... Like I said, somebody's got to be the bad cop. <laughs> not that this is something we have a ton of. Luckily, this is not something we've had to. It's not been an issue much, but right. you know, every now and then we're managing employees, and so there is also that like, there has to be that somebody's got to be bad cop. Sometimes <laughs> I wish we were better at that. But other than that, I think um, I don't even know how to. I think just that openness. Yeah, I think a friend. I heard a phrase once that um, that stuck with me. It's and this is beyond just building a solid friendship. I think mm-hmm. not even just like an employee employer relationship, but yeah. a friendship. Building a, a hmm. talking to them about things outside of work. Yeah, I love talking to our our team, our mm-hmm. girls. They're all like like I said, they're all girls right now. But it's so fun. Hey, what what's your weekend plans? What'd you do last weekend? What's going on in your world? Because then we get to not we get to know not only what's going on at the shop, but we get a feel of why things may be happening at the shop the way you know if they're whatever and and that builds the friendship but then um it's it takes it to another level and and when we do have to step in and be the bad cop uh-huh they they understand that it's coming out of place of love and the i heard the phrase that i was referring to is make it easy for them to be trustworthy and so make it easy for them to be honest hmm. and so um you know, so that they don't ever, they, you earn their respect. And so, and I hope that we've done that. I hope that we've, we're on a, a level yeah. of friendship, but also respect so that sure. they want to be honest and want to come to us with problems and that they don't ever want to, you know, give out free or still whatever, whatever, yeah. you yeah. know, some businesses deal with that we thankfully never had to because uh-huh. we have such an awesome team. But well, you know what? I like that. But also, so just while you were answering that, it got me thinking back to your question. Um, you said, you know, any advice as far as like managing employees. Yeah. And then your answer has me thinking it really is less about, I don't think of it as managing employees. And I don't think you really think of it as managing employees either. It's less about managing employees and more about managing relationships. Hmm. And so I think as soon as you stop thinking about these people that are in our lives as our employees and more about these are relationships that I have an opportunity to manage and to foster and to impress upon. And even that's a really, really neat part. I think of our responsibility of being employers to these employees at kind of what is a really formative age. We then have that unique, that unique opportunity we know that that relationship status then is there when right. I get requests from these girls for like, hey, I'm applying for college and, you know, would you be willing to write me a letter of reference? And, you yeah. know, hey, I'm, you know, 
applying for XYZ scholarship and would you be able to, you know, write me a, a, a yeah. letter of character or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's really, it's really cool that they feel that then they know us well enough and we know them well enough that we can speak towards and vouch for their character. And I don't think that every um, boss to employee relationship is necessarily that way. But when you think of it as just like, instead of managing employees, but rather managing relationships with hmm. individuals, it puts you more in that position, I think. That's cool. And I think employees can definitely tell as well when their boss views them as just another employee yes. or someone that they really want to develop a relationship with. Yeah. And I think that motivates them to want to perform better as well. Oh, All for right. sure. And there is just kind of by nature of this industry, something I think we have that's unique. Um, there's a lot of turnover yeah. in a you know food style industry, yeah. especially when who you're employing is um, you know primarily you start with high school age kids. Right, right. But I think something unique at Mesa Frozen is we really do we don't have the level of turnover that you would expect from uh-huh. you know essentially a fast food or a convenience food yeah. type of a setup. Um, we hire these kids typically right around their junior year is, uh-huh. you know, when they're about old enough to get this job. And for a lot of kids, it is their first job, right? 16 years old. Yeah. And they're looking for a little part-time after school work. And you would think you would expect higher turnover in our industry. There is higher turnover, but rather our pattern really is most of our employees end up staying not only through their high school career, but then after graduation and as they're kind of formulating their next steps into like young adulthood and what their plan is, most of them hang on to that job at Mesa Frozen for as long as they can. And it's not until they either go away to college. Uh Yeah. Until they have to. Yeah. It's either until they go away to college or until they get engaged or whatever and really need to start thinking about taking those next life step forwards. Right. So. Yeah. It's a great place to work. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and just even remembering when I worked there, it's a great, it's a great place to work. I mean, who wouldn't want to work at Mesa Frozen? And then we have this stack of applications on our I desk. Know, like we constantly. do. We feel bad. Really? We're always having to turn because no yeah. one wants, you know, we There's don't have There's not a ton of turnover. turnover so, so we don't have, yeah. We only hire one usually at a time. And, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, spots vacated. Yeah, it doesn't. Until it, she and I do, we start to look at each other. Like I said, we'll have three or four employees that are kind of coming up on that age, uh-huh. you know, 18 going on 19. College, and we're yeah. like, great, we're going to leave three of them. We're going to lose three of them all at one time you know so anyways that's funny yeah um a little bit ago you guys had mentioned kind of your partnership and your strengths and weaknesses could you guys kind of talk a bit more about that maybe kind of the different roles you guys have within the business do you want to go first yeah well well, again i think becca is just fantastic at the whole look and feel um like she was talking about the branding everything like i kind of leave that in her ballpark like i said even if we wouldn't have partnered up. I knew that I would have hired her or got her on board somehow just to do that relook for us because, and to be a part of that because she's just, I mean, even before we took over this job, I remember you were wanting to do interior designing and real estate and all just like the looks, she's just fantastic at her creativity is Uh unbounded. And so I've really admired that in Becca. Um, So I think that's her, her, biggest um, contribution and her my brother her husband is invaluable as well in terms of he can do anything and so he's our handyman he's our um you know he's our business mind he helps with behind the scenes with all a lot of ideas he's he gets everything like he's just fantastic and so i knew he would be fantastic to have on board too because he's just he's a jack of all trades and he we, we love him so much so they're kind of the front scenes, or especially Becca is um, just the creativity behind the shop. And I think 
I kind of do more of the back end of the books and the the details of the you know logistics and we both take on ordering and um getting supplies and stuff like that we kind of have a system that we have down for that but um i'm kind of more hands-on behind the scenes and and the details of running it i don't know if if that's how you would say it but yeah i agree um i think um i think that sarah's huge about she's really really good at the detail-oriented type things of the business ownership Uh that not that I'm not capable of doing, but that I'm not as passionate about. Not as passionate <laughs> yeah, about. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not as excited to do right. it. And therefore, I will procrastinate it until the very, very last minute. <laughs> uh-huh. Whereas she's very detail-oriented and good at like, if there's a task that needs to be done, Sarah's going to make sure that it gets done and that we stay on top of it. Yeah. And so she's very good at keeping us organized in that way. And... um honestly keeping our business legitimate and on the up and up because that's not my forte and you know to me those tasks are well that's yeah. boring and so boring it things, would taxes and yes like yes that. yes yes and they so boring, she's <laughs> they're boring okay. but she'll do it <laughs> um but i think that um i think that what we've learned from working together i think we have kind of this clearer idea of who's better at what things and who's more likely to get which things done in which kind of a way. And then once you know those things about each other, really having um, that full trust in each other as partner. Like I just know Mm -hmm. the things that Sarah's getting done every month and I just know that she's going to get them done and I trust her to do those. And then she just knows which things I'm going to get done that month and she is able to trust me to get those things done because she knows those are the things that fall within sort of my scope of, you know, my role of owner or, you know, what's her scope as her role of owner. And then also just having that clear communication so that those things that maybe don't as obviously fall within her scope or my scope great let's talk about it and who's going to take this and who's going to take that yeah so um luckily we are both down there you know very regularly i mean every day one or the other of us is there every day like in the shop a lot so currently and this is you know boring logistics for people to hear but right like she's there at least you know monday wednesday and friday doing some of the day-to-day business ownership stuff and then i'm there tuesday thursday saturday doing the day-to-day ownership stuff that's the way it is on paper more often than not those kind of bleed into each other and you know one or the other or both of us end up being there every day for at least some chunk of the day yeah just checking in or checking off some task off the list and And we do both work shifts during the week too and so um you know whether that falls on the day we're supposed to be there or not if it doesn't sometimes we're there every day yes you know and we're that's where so I'm going much. after this. I have a shift at the yogurt <laughs> shop as soon as we're done yeah, here. Nice. We like having that relationship too. We love being able to mm-hmm. be part of serving and meeting customers and um, kind of knowing what's going on behind the counter as well. That's important to us. So we do try to make sure that we both work shifts every week to, to have that experience as well. Which I think is so important in a yeah. small business, by the way. Like great to be like, oh, I'm the owner and I've got all these big ideas and uh-huh. we're going to implement all these things. Uh-huh. But unless you spend some period of time then actually like doing the work and engaging with your customers and, you know, having that actual like retail experience, yeah. shared retail experience, like how do you honestly know if, you know, your big ideas that you're implementing are a success or not? Like, I guess, yes, you always have the books to reflect you know, that measure of success. For sure. But there are so many other measures of success in a small business oh, as well. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I you think can... as customers, they love coming in and seeing the owners yeah. too. Like oh, that's yeah. kind of a small business feel is going in there knowing the, the owner by name mm-hmm. and being able to talk with them and 
you know, I think that's important as a customer too yeah. to be able to have that relationship. Yeah, yeah, with the business owners. Yeah, and I guess you could kind of become a bit tone deaf if you're not ever in the shop. You For have no sure. idea what the vibe is kind of going on there. Yeah. And- we it's definitely don't have that. <laughs> no. Anytime we're trying out some new product or whatever, it's, you know, we're, we're the first to test it. We're, you know, then, you know, our children, you uh-huh. know, Hey, try this. Do you uh, like it? Family. No, it's gross. All right. Yeah. We'll fine tune. Our you family know loves I mean? when we use them as taste testers. Yes. <laughs> taste testers. Everybody's always happy. Yeah. Yes. We've done that many times. Yep. Well, we can't close without talking about the actual frozen yogurt. So let's uh, let's talk a bit about that because I know you guys have different flavors pretty much every day, right? Some new flavors that come in. Not, maybe not brand new, but you switch out flavors. So currently we offer six flavors a day. Uh-huh. We always have chocolate. We always have vanilla. The other four flavors always change. Um, actually, cool, big announcement. Yeah. Didn't plan on doing this, but we actually just bought another machine. So starting Ooh. on November 1st, we'll actually be offering eight flavors every day. Wow. Um, so again, that same format of we always have chocolate, we always have vanilla, the other six flavors will change every day. Um, one of those will be no sugar, and one of those will be a dairy-free option because that is, we've had a huge yep. request for that. So that will be a daily offering now, rather nice. than we've only had it um like once, once a week, week or so, right. yeah. Right. So now that'll be something that we can offer every day. Um, the flavors themselves, we have just this extensive list back in the back of the different flavors that we offer throughout the course of the month uh-huh. and, and the recipes for how to make them. That's yeah. something unique that I don't think everybody knows. Even longtime Mesa Frozen fans don't realize we do so much more than just order product from a vendor and then dump a jug into our machines. Right. These are actual recipes that past owners have perfected okay. and that Sarah and I continue to, some of them, you know, tweak and perfect yeah, yeah. and improve with time. Um, so it's more than just dumping, you know, product from a jug into the machine. You know, there's an actual like hand mixing process that there's goes on art. back in the back every morning. <laughs> art to it. Yep. Um, so we do hand mix our flavors every day. So our flavor offerings are unique. People think I'm funny because they'll ask me what my favorite flavors are and I'll tell them, you know, I actually love our vanilla. Vanilla is my favorite really? flavor. And people look at me and like vanilla, but it's like, yeah, because we have our own like secret ingredients and our own secret recipe to make our own unique signature vanilla flavor that you can only get at Mesa Frozen. And it's better than anywhere else. Absolutely. 100% better. Um, But the flavors themselves, like I said, these are mostly recipes that have been there and handed down for a long time. And we've not needed to do we haven't changed the recipes hardly at all. Okay. There are a couple that we've tweaked a bit, but most of them are still we've the same. We've added a few. Yeah. We've added like new flavors, yeah. And stuff, but there's over 40 flavors that we offer that we... And there's certain days that customers know they can come in, like Wednesdays and Saturdays, we always have chocolate Irish mint. We, we know, always, always have tart have cherry on tart Wednesday. Cherry yeah, yeah, so there's certain days when a certain flavor is always there, yeah. but after that and beyond that, there's a, a you know, I... That was one of my Sarah daily... creates you know, our calendar, Monthly... Yep chores is to create the calendar for the next month and so it's it's not like uh computer generated in any way it has to be done by hand because like becca was saying the recipes are unique and some flavors get used in other flavors and so you have to it's a it's a process yeah. to and it's a sure thoughtful that, process yeah it really is so it's when not you just yeah when throwing you, them on there when you guys see our monthly calendar that really is sarah having sat down and gone huh, which flavors are going to go good with this? And, uh-huh. you know, which flavors has it been a couple of weeks since we've run? And, you know, hey, it's coming up into our seasonal flavors right now. Gotcha. So now we need to take these summertime flavors out of rotation and add in these ones instead. And, you know, what's going to be super complementary with these flavors that yeah. day? Because so, the flavors, have to kind of, sometimes they mix together, right? So you want to make sure that Oh, they, yeah. We can yeah. always mix any any number of those flavors together in a cup or in a cone. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, that's, and they're delicious. I mean, we have customers that come in that say, you know, we've been coming here 20 years and, you know, these still taste just as good as yeah. I remember from when yeah. I was a kid. Or um, another favorite is we'll have people that come in that say, you know, hey, we've actually moved away, mm-hmm. but we come back for the holidays. And every time we're back in town, we have to stop at Mesa Frozen. That's awesome. Or people yeah. that say like, hey, we've moved to the other side of town, right? This is a 45 minute drive, but I make the drive once a week because there's no other frozen yogurt close to me that's anywhere near as good as what you guys for have. Sure. So people love the flavor. People mm-hmm. love the quality. That's the other reason we have the calendars. People plan trips to the yoga shop. And so they plan it on their favorite flavor days, you know, so that they can make sure. And I think something else that's unique about our shop that not other yogurt places offer is that we have a freezer of hard packs um, of 16-ounce quart-size, you know, yogurts that if there's not a flavor that they like. And we make these fresh every day. A lot of people think that we just use what's left at the end of the day to put them in the freezer, but these are actually made first thing in the morning every day. Okay, Yeah, and we have a certain amount that we know that kind of gets used up throughout the week. So Uh we'll plan to put that amount in the freezers in the back so that those are always available for customers. If they come and they don't have their favorite flavor, There's options in the freezer um, that are fresh and ready for them nice. that they could just take and grab and go yeah. if they don't want what we have fresh for the day. That's cool. So, yeah. Sarah, what's your favorite flavor then? <laughs> There's so many. Now, because just because we're in the holidays, the first thing that came to mind is pumpkin. Our pumpkin Ooh. is amazing. Our pumpkin is so Especially good. Especially with the cheesecake. And that's, <laughs> that's so good. Pumpkin. Or what am I, I, I could, there's not a favorite. I mean, it's kind of like picking your favorite Fav- star in the heavens. Yeah. I mean, it's uh-huh. just every flavor has a special spot in my heart yeah. with a different combination yeah. you know or salted caramel is fantastic with peanut butter i mean the list is extensive i couldn't pick a favorite one but um yeah there there's so many any day there's a favorite one on there uh-huh. so. yeah that's that's more accurate you look at <laughs> that day's day six flavors yeah. and you go yeah. of these this one's my favorite gotcha. yeah yeah and it's fun to be able to create those and even customers come in and be like hey this would be really cool to have this flavor with this kind of a thing and so we're always creating new combinations mm. you know monthly from customer feedback and from what we mm-hmm. choose um yeah there's just there's there's so many options that yeah. there we have well, a million favorites i have to say that my new favorite flavor is your watermelon i just had it a, a little bit ago people love watermelon it's, so watermelon good. Yesterday it's with just coconut. refreshing and i could have so yeah. much and i'm mad i'm kicking myself because you guys just had it a few we days just ago had it right yeah Dang yeah, it. with coconut. It tastes like a Bahama Bucks with the cream on it. That's what the uh, most feedback I get from people is that the watermelon and but ours is ten times better. But yeah, it's so <laughs> but good. It's, yes, people. That's love that one of our vegan flavors. It is. And yeah. so yeah. that that was something that Sarah and I um, implemented a new product line when we took over. Was you know we we were hearing this feedback from our customers in our community. You know, oh, we love Mesa Frozen. We just wish you had dairy free options. Mm-hmm. And so we implemented. You know, we created a bunch of you know dairy free you know, completely vegan recipes. Um, and we started offering just one a week and really that is what uh, motivated us to get the new machine was we had basically feedback every day. Somebody like, Hey, I love that you have vegan flavors. Now I just wish you had it more often. Or, Hey, I love that you have sugar-free options. Now I just wish you had it more often. So now this new machine is going to make that possible for us starting here in a couple of weeks. So excited. That's super exciting. Um, Yeah. Watermelon's great though. It is. And that was one of the customers feedback. Hey, you should try this with coconut. And so yeah, I've gotten the watermelon and coconut. I don't like watermelon by itself personally, but with coconut, it's, it's a dream. It's really, really (laughs) good. 
I don't think. What was your favorite flavor? I don't know. I love our vanilla. So I can't go wrong with when people come in. And in fact, I just had a lady last week come in and she said to me, hey, what's your favorite flavor? And I said, you're going to laugh, but it's vanilla. She goes, all right, you know, let me try the vanilla. And so I, you know, packed it up first. She was taking it to go. I got a call on the Mesa Frozen phone like an hour later. And she's all, I don't know if you remember me. I'm the tall blonde that was in there like an hour ago. You told me to get vanilla. This is the best vanilla I've ever had in my life. She called me <laughs> from crazy. home to be like, you're right. And I thought you were crazy. And, huh. But anyways, I love that. Another one that I say to people is peanut butter. If you're a peanut butter fan, like mm-hmm. I know you think you can get peanut butter at a bunch of places. Ours is better than everywhere else. Yeah. Like try our peanut butter. It's super good. Um, I agree. Pumpkin's awesome. I spent all year waiting for us to have pumpkin. Um, I'm a tart fan. I like our tart flavors a lot. Yeah. Ooh, espresso decaf. I'm a oh, coffee drinker. That's today, I think. I'm gonna Today's to Thursday? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. We have espresso <laughs> decaf today. So, that's but yeah. My favorites, too. Same. Oh, there's so many good ones. There's so many good ones. Yeah. But if you're ever at the shop and you're not sure, Becca says you can't go wrong with vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have to shift because I'm getting a little too hungry. To <laughs> all the flavors. Um, I can't believe we're almost at an hour now. That went by super fast. Oh, shoot. Um, before we close up, though, a couple things we're going to do. Um, first off, we have a quick game we're going to play. And so how it goes is we've got a list of questions um, and you have 60 seconds to answer as many questions as possible. So you'll just switch <laughs> off answering. These oh, are just no. like short rapid fire questions, like things you got, like opinions, that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, Becca goes first. Uh, I was just going to say Sarah goes first. I'll pull up the <laughs> clock. So we will start that in three, two, one. Uh, dream vacation. Ooh, Fiji. Uh, first thing you'd buy if you won a million dollars? New houses for all my family. <laughs> Favorite hobby? Um, music. Does that count? Yeah. Okay. Um, if there was an Olympic competition for everyday activities, which activity would you have a good chance at winning a medal in? Uh, yoga. I don't know. <laughs> a song <laughs> you've been that. jamming to lately? Oh, shoot. Um, Cut Him In by Anderson Peck. If you live to be 100, would you rather have the mind or the body of your prime self? Oh, gosh, that's hard. Um, or both a little bit of both I don't know mind I'd have to say mind okay, probably. Uh, favorite holiday Halloween uh, <laughs> it's favorite ice cream flavor we'll say favorite frozen yogurt flavor I'll just say pumpkin <laughs> favorite fictional character oh shoot uh, Harry Potter that's not true but this is rapid fire <laughs> and it's Halloween favorite <laughs> smell oh um, homemade bread mm. uh, nickname uh, Becca Boo <laughs> pet peeve the Ooh, name armpit. I hate that word. Armpit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got 11. Not bad. Not nice. Bad. <laughs> cool, guys. Well, um, before we do close up, though, I'm super curious. You guys have given us so much good information so far, but if you guys both had one last piece of advice you'd give to business owners, whether they're just getting started or, you know, already been, been in business for a while, what would it be? I think what Becca said about doing your due diligence is really mm-hmm. important. And even with a couple of the other podcasts that I've listened to that you've had, I think that's been really important with anyone, whether you're buying a business or whether you're um, starting from scratch. Yeah. Uh, like, It's really important to know what you're getting to. Create a business plan, know what you want, know your expectations, know what you're getting into, know the financial part of it. Like, Really do your due diligence and knowing what you're getting into and that yeah. you're not that you can handle what you're, what you're taking on and that you have the capabilities or the potential for other people to help you take on those capabilities. Cause that's, it's the worst thing to start a business and have it fail. So just for sure. do your due diligence and know what you're getting into. 
Um, and I think probably my best advice for somebody considering business ownership is to keep it all in perspective. Um, I think a lot of people have the wrong idea of what it means to be self-employed or to be yeah. a business owner. Um, a lot of people think that it's going to be somehow easier than regular employment. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that you know the hustle is any less if anything it might be more uh, definitely the yeah. stressors of um business ownership and self-employment are not less they're just different yeah um so there are lots of times that you know i'm finding myself at the end of a long day or a long week or a long month or whatever you know stressed or overwhelmed from you know self-employment um but just keeping it into perspective and remembering like you know this is a life that i've chosen for myself yeah. because you know the the stressors that I have or that I encounter, you know, in this line of work are, um, for me, preferable to the stressors or whatever that I would encounter in, um, like a, a traditional employment mm-hmm. type of a line of work. So yeah. keeping it into perspective, I think, is my best word of advice. Yeah. No, that's advice. awesome advice because I think you hit it on the head. So many people think, oh, it's just so much easier to own a business. I can work for myself. I don't have to deal with you know a boss yeah. telling me what to do. But it is not sure. just as hard or even harder sometimes. Yeah. Sure. So I, I did want to ask just real quickly, what makes it worth it for you guys to deal with all the stresses that come with, with owning a business? I think for me personally, like I kind of to what I was just saying, you know, I do try to keep the perspective of, you know, the the issues that I'm encountering are not any better or worse. I would be, everybody's stressed at their job, right? Mm-hmm. And so just making sure that there's that, that, um, for me, what makes it worth it is that work-life balance of like, yes, I'm stressed, but put it into perspective. The things that I am stressed about are, um, for me personally as an individual, yeah. um, they're more in alignment with the lifestyle that I want than perhaps the stressors that I would be encountering in more traditional employment, right? Uh And so uh I'd rather deal with these stressors all day, every day, because they are more in alignment with the lifestyle that I'm after, Um, specifically um, the flexibility that I have and the ability that I still have to spend time in my home or with my children. Or shoot, even in a pinch, if I have to go to work for some reason, I can take my kids with me. And they think it's the coolest thing. We both have. And they Uh think it's the coolest thing in the world when I'm like, hey guys, bummer, but you guys have to come down to the shop and help mom because, you know, we're in a pinch and I've got to go stand behind the counter for one of our employees. My kids love it. Like yeah. both of our kids think yeah. it's the coolest yeah. thing Especially that their moms own a yoga. Together and they uh-huh. get to play together. Oh my gosh, uh, yeah. that's the best. The yeah. And so our kids are hanging out out in the lobby and they're able to do their homework or, you know, whatever yeah. while while mom has to work. Uh-huh. And and you can't do that at a regular job. No usually. way, you know. Um at least not you not know, as easily, yeah. not as easily and I don't think with the same degree of it's very satisfying yeah. to me to see our kids see us working hard and to see our kids and to start putting our kids to work. Some of them are working. Yes, some of them are. We're already <laughs> teaching them how to use the register and how to wash the dishes. So it right. won't be long before you see that next generation of Speakmans and Crusoes That's behind right. the counter. <laughs> yeah, I think it may be kind of cheesy. But honestly, even when I first started, when we first took over the shop, and even to this day, I think the most happiness that I get is literally when I watch a customer try our product and their face lights up and they're like, this is the best I've ever tried. You know, that's because I grew up knowing that and believing that and tasting that. This has been, this is an emotional product for me. Like it really (laughs) has a lot of emotion behind it. So seeing someone else have that same joy to use a, you know, emotional word when they taste our product, especially for the first time, that brings me a lot of happiness. And knowing that I'm able to provide that and have a hand Mm. and providing that to our customers and to people to, 
to have something that they can become emotionally attached to and that, you know, provides joy to them. It's very satisfying to me. And to be able to provide that for my own family, you know, all the time now. <laughs> we love it. So it's it's just a very fulfilling job. Awesome. Okay. I enjoy it. Well, guys, thanks again so much for uh, for coming on today and sharing all that information with us. I know we've all, all learned a lot today. This was so much fun. Yeah. Thank you for having yeah. us. No, for sure. Um, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you either online or if they want to come in to get some frozen yogurt. Sure. So, um... Obviously, we're at Mesa Frozen Yogurt. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. Mesa Froyo, right? Is on Instagram. That's our name. Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. Mesa Froyo. Um, logistically, we're on the southwest corner of Gilbert and Southern, tucked back in the corner right next to Teaching Tools. Um, we kind of say that we're between Teaching Tools and Ned's Crazy Sub. For those who know Ned's, you know, we're down closer to Teaching Tools. But that's our little spot, our little sweet spot. And... Um, we love seeing new faces, so come in and say hi. Cool. We also have a website, mesafrozenyogurt.com. It's easy. So and you can check out the calendar there, out, right? Check out the calendar. calendar check and out we the have flavors, hard yeah. copies in the shop too. So, yep. Awesome. Come stop okay. by. Come get some. Cool. Thanks again, guys. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll catch you all next week. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just a few things before we go. First off, we wanted to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Legend Acres. They're an award-winning, veteran-owned small business that offers dog training, service dog training, mentor training programs, and more. Legend Acres also offers online interactive training sessions and on-demand classes so you can train your dog from the comfort and convenience of your own home. Check them out at legend-acres.com. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please take a few seconds to rate and review and hit that subscribe button. It lets us know how we're doing and helps us grow so we can reach more locals, entrepreneurs, and help small businesses grow. Thanks, guys.